Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. Do you catch yourself making snarky comments in your head or out loud about how people are acting? Do you ever think, who does that? Or find yourself making snap judgments about situations? Well, today we're talking about judgment. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in. When your day goes south or your relationship gets salty, you need tools that will turn it around with decades of experience and a variety of perspectives between them. Leslie Sleesman and Leslin Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with Try This at Home. Hi, Leslin. Hi, Leslie. Good morning. Good morning. What are we talking about today? Well, we are talking about judgment, which is, it's a huge loaded topic. Yeah, I feel like this might be the podcast for me where I say, do as I say and not as I do. Well, you know, all of us judge. I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think the goal is to just turn around and stop judging tomorrow. I mean, maybe that's the goal, but I don't think that's realistic. Right. Um, I really think if we can help people raise awareness about judging and judgment and what it does and how we feel, then that's kind of the hope for this, for this uh, particular discussion. Yeah. I'm excited to dive in. Cool. So... I guess we should start at the beginning, right? What is judgment? Yeah, so if you look up the word, there's generally two definitions. One has to do with making judgments. So mm -hmm. at a basic level, uh, making a judgment is, is being judgmental, right? right? The other meaning of judgmental has to do with being overly critical mm -hmm. in, in an unhelpful way. And I think that's really what we're talking about today specifically um it's when we when we make judgments in ways that have harmful or negative consequences and those are the times that being judgmental we really need to try to avoid yeah i kind of think of it as like you've made an observation but then you've attached this other crap to it like your own judgment, <laughs> you yeah. know, your own opinion or belief onto this observation. Absolutely. So a, a judgment really is any assessment, mm -hmm. right? Now, we're going to talk a little bit of, um, about Gabrielle Bernstein. And um, she talks about every judgment is a reflection and so when you say, mm -hmm. you know, that you put your own crap on it, yeah. um, there's a professor at JMU, Dr. Greg, Greg Henriquez, I think I'm saying that right, talks about someone is judgmental when their judgments are power-driven, unempathetic, based on their own idiosyncratic values, mm -hmm. overly based on other people's character, closed, shallow, pessimistic, and ultimately have the consequence of making the other person uh, feel problematically diminished. Yeah. So 
that's that's we need to dissect that a oh, little yeah. bit because that's a that's, that's a lot. But those are the coming. I mean, we're we're really using the word judgments here. We can feel judged. We can be judged, or we be judging. Right. And so we'll try to talk about that. Yeah. The problem that I struggle with as I, you know, focus more on being aware of when I'm judging others, which is far more frequently than I care to admit. I want to get to the place where I, I often don't say it out loud. Um, thankfully, I that's good. <laughs> have a little self-control. <laughs> I often don't say it out loud, um, but I don't even want to like think it in my head. Like I want to get so good at this that it doesn't even happen internally for me. That's a lofty goal and, and certainly a valuable one. I think if we could all spend energy with that objective, mm-hmm. the world would be a much better place. Yeah, I got a really, really hard lesson about judgment about, I want to say it was maybe 17, 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine was moving back into the community and... She had asked me to work with her realtor and just kind of screen a bunch of homes because they were only going to have three days to come in and and buy a house. Right. Yep. So I went around with this realtor and we walked into one house that was empty and it was in a rather upscale community. And going into the kitchen, the the stove was covered in grease. Mm. There was litter or trash spewed kind of around the refrigerator was gone but where the refrigerator had been it was noticeable that someone had put peel and stick tiles throughout most of the kitchen except under the refrigerator all right we went upstairs and in one of the bedrooms there was a hole through the door so it was one of those hollow (laughs) doors and looks like somebody had punched a fist through it And when you opened the bedroom door, the woodwork in the room was painted black, Mm. except where the furniture had been. Okay. And so I started to conceptualize the family that lived here. And my perception at the time was that they took very little care with their home. Right. That they were not clean. That this teenager, I'm assuming, I made assumptions that this was a teenager's bedroom and they weren't given much direction. Um, And I had all kinds of really negative judgments Mm -hmm. about the family that had lived there. Yeah. And I instantly crossed that house off the list for my friend to go back and look for. Yeah. So maybe a few days later, I was standing in the office at the school and the secretary said, oh, I heard the, you know, this family's moving back into town. And I said, yeah. And she said, and are they looking at that house in my neighborhood? I happen to know that there's a house for sale. And I said, oh, I saw that house the other day. And she said, isn't that a tragic story? Oh, no. And I looked at her and I said, I'm not sure I know the story. (laughs) And she said, oh, my, it's so sad. And I don't remember all of the details, but essentially there had been three girls, and they'd lost both parents in a matter of months. 
over the holidays. So I think their mother went first just before Thanksgiving. And she was killed very suddenly, if I'm not mistaken, in a car accident. Uh And then right after Christmas, their father had been diagnosed with a brain tumor and he was gone by April or by Easter. Yeah. And so their aunt just swept in, took everything out of the house, moved the girls um, to a different state. Right, right. And I felt like shit. Yeah. I had judged that family so harshly. Right. I went out to the car and I cried a thousand tears. Yeah. Because I had I had judged them. Yeah. And I've never really looked at any situation the same since. Yeah. Um, because there's always another possible explanation for why somebody is the way they are or is behaving the way that they are. Yeah. I had a, a similar situation um, when I first moved here like seven years ago. Um, my dad had gotten me a gift card for my birthday to get my hair done at a local salon, which was really nice. His wife at the time like researched the local hair salons like to get me a gift card. It's very nice because they don't live around here. Um, and I went and the girl did my hair and she did not do a stellar job. Um, there was like a quarter size dollop of like really blonde dye in my hair. Like it, it just was not good. It was not good. Um, and I don't like confrontation, people pleaser, of course. So I don't know what to do. And so, but it was looking really bad. And I was like, man, this girl doesn't know what she's doing similar situation made like tons and tons of judgments about her um and I went back someone fixed it everything was fine and then when it was time for me to get my hair cut again I called and I was like you know I don't want that girl she messed it up doesn't know what she's doing you know make sure it's not her again just like I was like rejudging her in my head as I'm explaining this <laughs> and um the lady on the phone's like no worries that won't be a problem and I'm like okay and I get there and again I'm like just want to make sure not this girl you know she did a terrible job I don't know why I was like so judgy and complaining but I was and then I sat in the chair with the girl who has now been my hairstylist for like six years (laughs) and I was telling her about it again rehashing Mm -hmm. this rehashing Mm -hmm. and um come to find out she had recently died (laughs) this girl had recently died she was very young she was like 20 years old Mm. um and left behind a child Mm. she left behind a little boy um and she's like you know she just had a really hard life she just had like a lot of demons you know kind of thing and I, after my hair was, I was so horrifically embarrassed, first of all, that I was complaining over something as stupid as like a little bit of hair dye out of place, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and judging her and her skills and her talent, like how hard is it to get hair right, you know, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, And I did, I went in the car and I cried because I just felt like so yuck, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I don't know if there's a better way to describe it. I just felt, I felt gross. Like I cannot believe that I didn't step back and think like, oh, there's a, you know, oh, maybe she just had a bad day yeah. or this happens yeah. to someone, you know, no. Nah. And if we're piggybacking on 
kind of the consensus from our conversations um, about the book Inspired, we're really noticing or pointing out that when we're not acting in a loving way, mm-hmm. we kind of, if we're aware of it, we feel yucky. I mean, we're both mm. describing scenarios where we judged, which is not a loving action. Nope. And in both cases, when we became aware of our judgment, it did not feel good. No. And what's interesting is often to avoid that not good feeling, Mm -hmm. we will justify our judgment. Yeah. Right? We'll say, oh, well, I could judge them because such and such. Right. But there are really different kinds of judgment too. There's different situations in which we judge. And I just wanted to kind of touch on those real quick. Yeah. The, um, again, I'm kind of piggybacking on Dr. Uh, Henrique's definition of judgment. He talks about the empathy dynamic, which basically says that we judge when we're unable to be an empathetic. Hmm. That if, if we, can sit back and attempt to consider the possibilities of why someone is doing what they're doing or whatnot, we we can eliminate judgment. Yeah. That's also true for ourselves, by the way, when we're judging ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can sit back and say, well, why am I doing this? What's right. my motivation or, or what's my pain? And mm-hmm. we'll talk about that more later. Yeah, yeah. Also, he talks about the values frame dynamics. So when we get stuck into thinking that there's only one way, like if my values are the quote unquote right values, then anything you do that doesn't match my value, that's going to be wrong. And I'm going to judge you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I think at some point we've talked about this whole idea of right and wrong Mm -hmm. and just eliminating that. Right. Maybe there's lots of different ways to get to the same end point. Yeah, sure. And it doesn't have to be just the value that I'm honoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's another point in that um, kind of we're assessing the person versus the situation. Yeah. And research has indicated that we tend to over attribute acts to people's personalities. So, for example, if somebody cuts in line in front of you Mm -hmm. we might judge them for being selfish Mm -hmm. instead of consider because so that's attributing to their personality right Right. versus the situation maybe maybe they're just in a hurry they're in a hurry for a very good reason right i i think i struggle i'm i'm pretty good now with not judging people that i don't know very well um it's easy for me to kind of give grace to strangers and think kind of externally like that like well they're just you know having a bad day or I I can kind of explain away this behavior that I mm-hmm. would normally judge mm-hmm. but it's it's harder when it's people that you know and that you're you know you're more familiar with their backstory or you mm-hmm. know them really well and then you're really like no seriously what the heck mm-hmm. <laughs> you, do you know do you know why that is no tell me you have expectations of people you know well yeah, that's true. It really it really yeah. is that simple. Yeah. That when it comes to, you know, that's why it bothers us if our next door neighbor and friend has an affair, but we could care less if 
um, Brad Pitt has an affair. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. Because we don't have an expectation of Brad Pitt. It doesn't impact us. We don't know him. I'm, right. you know, yeah. But your next door neighbor, you have an expectation of him as your friend to yeah. kind of match your values. Mm hmm. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to, I guess you might not want to believe that you could be friends with someone who does something that you might perceive as so horrible. Exactly. You know, yeah. And, or, you know, again, that's kind of, it goes back to the value thing, right? Yeah. The, um, there's also this idea that, um, we judge when we are closed minded, right? Mm, yeah. When we're open minded, we have a tendency to allow for new information. Yeah. So, um, it, it could be, and we could talk about anything, but just go back to the flat earthers, right? <laughs> yeah. The, um, people who don't have or won't accept new data uh -huh. will judge you for being open-minded or you might judge them for being closed-minded because they they won't they don't want to see right the right. new information yeah i saw a funny meme um the other day on facebook it was like you know congratulations to all the people who are able to change their mind when presented with new information because obviously that's not a trait that a lot of people have well, and that's kind of interesting, isn't it? How yeah. is it? How is it possible that that's a trait that a lot of people have? Fortunately, I must surround myself with a lot of open-minded people. Yeah, but well, I think the internet is where close-minded people come to share their ideas. <laughs> Facebook, maybe. But that's crazy because that's where all the information is. If you if you want information, you can get a three hundred and sixty, probably a four D view. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. any topic, just because there's well, that's what you, information it, and misinformation. The there. key is what you if you want it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. If you're willing to accept it, right? Yeah. And then there's the shallow versus the expert. And I think this kind of goes along the, the same way that a lot of times our judgment is based on what we know to be true, not necessarily what actually has happened or if there's any depth of that information kind of like the the story that i ha i made up in my head about the people right. who lived in that house right versus what the actual story was yeah and then there's always the pessimistic and the optimistic version you know the um i have befriended an an old woman who lives in a nursing home and she's been a part of my life now for 10 years yeah and she's a pessimist. Mm -hmm. And today she called and she said, I have, I have a new nurse today and she's terrible. <laughs> and I said, why is she terrible? It's 830 and I still haven't gotten my medicine. <laughs> my nurse gives me my medicine by this time every morning. So this new nurse must be terrible. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm sure you're going to get your, no, I'm not. She's terrible. That, Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I just, I always have to take such a big, deep breath because I am an optimist, yeah. maybe um, too much of one, but it, I think that's a, a big place where the judgment comes to, you know, you have a waitress that doesn't show up at your table. Yeah. And if you're an optimist, you see her as being busy. Yeah. If you're a pessimist, you're going to call her lazy. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe after having visited Ireland for two weeks, maybe she just learned how to be a waitress overseas and they just 
are not as attentive over there. <laughs> That's just the norm. The norm is different. <laughs> yeah. The norm is, did you know you're not supposed to tip in Europe? I did know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because... Um, we had we Googled it. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Because they actually have fair wages for wait staff. It's a novel concept. Yeah, <laughs> and isn't it though? They and don't tip 2.33 an hour. Yeah. And <laughs> tipping is not part of the culture there. Yeah, yeah. we would leave like... A, a euro or two if yeah. it was you know really good service. yeah 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 so if you if you see yourself in any of those scenarios right those are the mm-hmm. the situations where judging happens really under your level of awareness mm-hmm. right yeah and I think part of this too like I mean the waitress thing I, I brought that up just to be kind of funny but it, it really is true. Like you might think, oh, well, it's a far stretch that someone was a waitress overseas and they're not. Is it? But you really don't know all of the circumstances that could possibly have played out to bring this person to do whatever it is that they're doing that you're judging. That's right. And, you know, you need to to at least recognize that deficit that you have, um, that you don't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> and just just that alone should cause you to pause and take a step back and reevaluate your judging behavior. Yes, and I think if if we one of the things that I am constantly saying in my therapy practice even though this is a it's an intellectual duh, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> People do not think like us. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. I have a way of being, I have a way of thinking, and it's not universal. Right. <laughs> and we, we intellectually understand that. Mm-hmm. And yet we catch ourselves, if you're honest, mm-hmm. you will catch yourself constantly assessing someone else's actions right. when they are different than yours. Mm-hmm. But the only reason they're different than yours is because they think differently than you. And I think that's part for me what makes it tricky probably for um you know the tendency to judge people that are closer to us because at least for me the people that are closest to me in my life are more similar to me right Mm -hmm. and so you think well they're similar to me they like the same things I do we have the same taste they should think exactly like me and that's that's still not the case still not true No, (laughs) No. no um I I but I can see how that might be harder to break. Well, it's a habit that, right? It's right. simply a habit to even allow yourself that assumption. Yes, right. Being judgy mm-hmm. is one problem. Yeah. Right? Feeling judged is another problem. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And maybe the bigger one. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because I'm not sure that people are always judging us when we feel judged. Uh, But I think that feeling judged um, speaks a lot to how often you judge other people. No doubt about it. (laughs) Because if you are a person that is constantly judging other people, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you probably think that other people are constantly judging Mm -hmm. you. Because it just becomes a part of your assumptive psyche. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That... Well, this is how people think, right? This is the construct with which people make assessments in the world. Yeah. And so if I'm doing it, then you must be doing it, which is 
in that lies the inherent error yeah. of because I do it, you must be doing it. Yeah. And and it's it's so crazy because we can judge the people that are judging us. <laughs> and we shouldn't do that either. And uh, when I ha- I have my my last two children, I have three kids, the last two were born really they're close in age, mm-hmm. they're 10 and a half months apart. Um and I was at Costco one day and it was freezing cold. And I had parked two, like, spaces away from the cart area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a baby, a little bit older baby, and a toddler, and a bunch of crap from Costco. Mm-hmm. And I was in the parking lot, and minding my own beeswax, I started the car, put all the kids in the car, turned on the movie, you know, in the car, because how could we go without that, and loaded the stuff in. And then took the cart back. And Mm -hmm. I think this is a pretty common thing that people do. Like, I don't think I did anything weird. And when I was on my way back to the car, this man jumped out of a car, like, I don't know, four spaces away and came running towards me. And he's like, you know, miss, miss. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, "Um, I've been watching you since you left the store. And um, you should never leave your kids in a running, in the car alone when the car is running. And I looked at him, like, completely stunned because I'm like, for honestly, I was thinking, like, what the hell is your problem, dude? It's like, a little creepy. It is a little creepy. I'm like, what? and then, like, as it sink in, I'm like, you know, you are such an idiot. If you watched me as a mom juggle my three kids and all my stuff from Costco and you had the time to sit there and watch me, you could have come over and offered to put the cart back for me if you were so concerned true right so so here i am he's judging me and you judged him and i judged him right back Mm -hmm. but what i don't know is maybe there was an accident in his family where Mm -hmm. someone left a kid in a running car Mm -hmm. or maybe you know there there could have been a a variety of things causing him to judge me but i mean i you know in this instance i was i was pretty pissed actually that this whole thing went down but um i'm judging him right back and that's obviously not getting us anywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it, it works both ways. It does. Know? And, you know, Gabrielle Bernstein is um, the author of a book called Judgment Detox. And she is uh, commonly referred to as one of the new up-and-coming spiritual teachers. And for anybody who knows A Course in Miracles, she has been kind of a teacher of that and a big proponent of it. She possessed that under every judgment is a wound. Mm. And I think that that's also really important to understand, right? That right. the reason that we feel something, I mean, there's judgment is attached to a feeling. The feeling is generally attached to a wound, right? Yeah. We don't judge happy things we don't judge positive things we judge negative things yeah that's true and um i mean if i say oh my gosh look at you you're having so much fun Mm -hmm. does that sound like a judgment no (laughs) no because but if i say oh my god do you always have to cry yes that sounds like a judgment (laughs) yes it does (laughs) and so it's so interesting to me. Um, the, again, the reason that we feel judged 
is because we're responding to feelings that are tethered to a wound. If, or I would say like also in an insecurity okay. of some sort, a wound or an insecurity of some sort. Yeah. I'm going to say they're synonymous actually. Yeah. 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 That an insecurity, the only reason you're insecure about it is because you were wounded. Wound. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, the, um, if we just, let's take a look at body image, right? Right. If, um, if you were ever, and I'll speak from a girl's perspective, I remember the first time I wanted to buy a bikini. Mm-hmm. My mother said, large girls shouldn't wear bikinis. Okay. And so I was wounded that she thought I was too big for a bikini. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, my mom grew up in the Twiggy era. Yeah. Twiggy didn't have any meat on her. No. I I was probably a little plump, but I wasn't a huge girl. Yeah. And I remembered that being wounded. So literally for probably the rest of my life, right. every time I put on a bathing suit, regardless of whether it had one piece or five pieces, <laughs> I was assessing myself or judging myself based on that wound and I just right. assumed that yeah. every other person in the world was also going to be assessing me. Right. Sure. Right? Yeah. If on the other hand I'd been raised with really solid positive body image, uh-huh. if my mom had never said that and she said, "Sure, honey, that looks awesome." Right. I would never have had a wound and it wouldn't have occurred to me, right, that I couldn't wear a two-piece. Yeah. Or if someone had said that to you as you were an adult and you could recognize that they were saying that because of their own wound, it wouldn't stick. I wouldn't respond. Yeah, right. you wouldn't respond. Exactly. It's kind of like, you know, the color of your hair. If, um, if our culture valued gray hair, mm-hmm. I would never color my hair. Right. Right? Yeah. But our culture doesn't really value gray hair. Well... Actually, today, a little the better, truth yeah. is, well, not only that, but some young people are actually going for gray Yeah. Um, in terms of a color, right? There's, yeah. there's a, a trend toward that. Yeah. But um, generally speaking, a judgment is tethered to a wound, and that's important to remember. Yeah. So what's the next step? How do we break free of this? Well, I think, first of all, awareness, right? Right. We have to be aware that we're judging. We have to be aware that we feel judged. Number two, we have to honor the wound. Right. So when you develop awareness of the wound, try to develop, I mean, awareness of the judgment, try to develop awareness of the wound. What wound is this attached to? Right. Okay. If you follow the book, Judgment Detox, Gabby um, outlines six steps. Now we're going to, we created a worksheet that is similar or at least motivated or inspired by that book. Right. So her six steps are to create awareness and then honor the wound. And then she says, put love on the altar. And basically what she's saying there is to pray about it. Yeah. Um, that prayer allows you to release the story and opens you to compassion. Right. Which I think is a really graceful way of of thinking about just judging you know and to say all right i'm i want to be more compassionate toward this person so i want to 
just release the story I've told myself and I want to open myself up to something else. There's a lyric in a Christian song that says, break my heart for what breaks yours. And it's, you know, the premise is just let me feel like the way that you feel about this situation, like speaking about God, like let me feel that the pain that you feel about the situation or the way that you feel about it. And sometimes I say that, like, let me see this for what it really is for how Mm -hmm. you want me to see it, Mm -hmm. not for how I'm interpreting it, Mm -hmm. Um, which sounds like it's, you know, same thing. A little bit the same. Yeah. Yeah. And so for her, step four is see for the first time. So after you've cultivated compassion and you prayed about this, then we're kind of going to the, to that space that you're talking about that we want to try to understand what the motivation is from the person who perhaps judged us or that we were judging, right? Yeah. Um, my mom, <clears throat> can't, I remember her telling me the story. She went to the grocery store and she said, and there was this woman there, 10 o'clock at night with three kids. And the, you could tell she hadn't even showered that day for crying out loud. Right. <laughs> you know, and I... I've been that woman. Oh. <laughs> and I said, Mom, what the heck, man? You have no idea if maybe she just moved here. Maybe her husband just died. I mean, God knows after Rocky died, I probably went to the store looking a little haggard from time to time <laughs> with Francis in tow because I had nobody else, else to take him to watch him. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have no idea what people's stories are. This yeah. That website, People of Walmart, oh, I, know. I despise that yeah. website. First of all, I'm afraid I'm probably on it someplace. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a little tongue in cheek, but yeah. honest to gosh, that's just that. And that's our culture of judgment, right? Yeah, sure. That there's even a website there. Yes. And it always reminds me of the, um, that quote, and I don't know who quoted it, but when someone judges you, yeah, it doesn't, or when, yeah, when someone judges you, it doesn't speak about who you are. Yeah. It speaks about, about who them. they are. Yeah. 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 What Susie says of Sally speaks more of Susie than of Sally or whatever that little like. Is that a tongue, tongue twister thing is? I've yeah. never heard that. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's the idea. Yeah. So then the next step is to cut the cords. And what she means by that is when we allow our pain to prevail we stay tethered to that energy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So if you if you can imagine that you want to disconnect from the wound, for example, let's say today that you really worked um, on a better body image and you want to rock that two piece, then it's important for you to go in and really disconnect from the wound of that negative yeah. um, perception, right? Yeah. So she, in, in the book Judgment Detox, she has um, six meditations that you can, six different meditations that you can use to kind of practice that. Mm. One of them is a really vivid visualization of cutting the cord. Okay. And I, I personally love visualizations. I think they're yeah. very effective for a lot of people. Um. Maybe the the most important is the step six, and this could be an entirely separate 
uh, podcast, mm -hmm. but it's about forgiveness. Yeah. And I want to say the single most important, well, there's, I won't say it's single. It's like this double-edged <laughs> sword. We have to forgive the judgment that we made and the person who engaged in the behavior that we judged. It has to be both. Hmm. Okay. All right. So again, detaching from the wound or cutting the cord from the wound is one thing, but there's an element of joy that happens when we realize that we're human yeah. and that all we can do is every day grow and try to get better. Like we kind of started this, yeah. this session out with in the book, she outlines three steps um, to forgiveness. It's not that easy. Forgiveness isn't easy, but it's this persistent um, drive to let go essentially yeah um it's a it's constantly releasing the resistance that keeps you kind of in that loop yeah and one one thing that i'll add that has just helped me with this too is just to shut your mouth um <laughs> so if you especially when yeah. you're around yeah. friends that you're gonna you know potentially judge it, it slash gossip with you know mm -hmm. You just don't have to say anything. Yeah. And even if you're like me and, and you're still thinking it and you're working on getting to a place where you're not even thinking it, mm -hmm. um, it's so much better to just shut your mouth mm -hmm. because it's kind of like when we talked about complaining. Mm -hmm. It's not good mm -hmm. for people to hear this mm -hmm. or for you to say it. Yeah. You know, there was something on Facebook the other day that was – a lot, it was representative of a lot of drama mm -hmm. in a family, um, part of whom used to be in my old neighborhood. And there was a moment where I got judgy mm -hmm. and not judgy. I wasn't really judging it. I felt like I wanted to gossip about it, mm -hmm. which is jud being judgy, right? Yeah. Hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Right. And then I realized the only reason I wanted to gossip about it is because it seemed as big or bigger than the drama I had gone through when I lived in that neighborhood. And <laughs> you somehow, didn't want to hold that hot, top spot anymore. I did not. <laughs> and I thought that's A, ridiculous. B, that's right. very unkind. And probably right. the most important thing, it's not very loving or compassionate for the pain those people feel right now. Yeah, sure. You know, And so... Even that, that this idea of questioning myself is this thing that you're doing right now. Is this the thought that you're having? Is that right. loving? Yeah. And if it's not, that's when I shut my mouth. And especially because, uh, you know, you've, you went through something painful. Who better to show compassion than you? You have experience in going through something difficult and knowing what it would mean to them to have compassion heaped upon them instead mm -hmm. of judgment, you know. And who hasn't gone through something painful? I right. mean, really. Right. If we all we it doesn't all have to have something right that yeah. we can reflect on and say, would I want somebody talking about this to other people? You know, right. would I want right. somebody gossiping about this? No, then then it's really so much of this can be can be addressed. I see a lot of that recently. Yeah, um, in Facebook groups about animals being put into cars. I saw lately. a lot of that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I, I don't know, I'm probably going to get hate mail about this, but I understand the concern that people have because animals and children have died in hot cars and it is obviously like a serious thing. Mm-hmm. But if you have your animal inside your car and you've taken precautions and there's water and you've cracked the window and you're going to be inside a store for five minutes or less, I think that that's probably up to the person to decide uh, if they're, you know, animals danger because most people love their animals and they don't want to harm them at all. And all I see on these posts is not, well, you know what, they were probably just going in there for a minute. They probably left, you know, this or that in the car and they love their dog. It's no, what an idiot. They should get shot. They should go to prison. They should be left in a hot car. They should, I mean, like, seriously, you read some of these threads and it's just like judgment city. (laughs) And honestly, they're just hateful. Those are hateful comments. Now, I don't know what those, and here again, we could kind of enact it, right? right. What is that person's situation? We have no idea. We don't. And neither do the people on those threads. Who are judging. And and really neither does the person who started the thread who took the the picture in that one snapshot of time. Yeah, it's a little it's a lot like the guy who came up to you in the parking lot, right? It's yep. and look, we're never we're not going to fix this today. Nope. But I hope that we can really raise awareness. Mm-hmm. Um just individual awareness of what am I thinking? Is it loving? Judgment's not loving. And then how do I break the habit of doing that and how do I break the cord, right? Cut the cord Mm -hmm. from that pain or that wound. You know, one other thing I want to say is we sometimes hear people's comments as judgy when they're not. Yes, that's a huge thing. Right? Um, Because of our wounds. Because of our wounds, (laughs) yeah. 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 And because of, of habits that were assumptions that we're making. And Mm -hmm. There are some people, you know, and I'll use myself as an example. So as a mom, I, and I was totally imperfect at that, but um, I loved my kids so much and I wanted to save them from all their pains, right? (laughs) Which is, again, a whole nother conversation. And so I gave them a long list of things they should and shouldn't do, (laughs) which again, we know is judgy. Um, today, now that they're adults, I often will also say something that's based on my value system. Right. And because there's probably been pain somewhere along the line in their childhood about when their behavior didn't match my value system, right, as they evolved into their own selves. Yeah. Sometimes they hear my comments as judgments. Mm -hmm. But because our relationship has changed, it's not judgment. It's just me expressing my thoughts yeah they're free to go do what they want and I'm not judging it I'm just kind of saying hey the the mom part of me still will always kind of hold you accountable to being you right but I don't mean it as a judgment so I think it's really important to be able to say to those people that you're close to and that you love Mm -hmm. I feel judged right now yeah and to be respectful if you know there is an existing wound uh, just yes. to, you know, tread lightly. I mean, you know, we don't, we don't want everyone going around 
walking around in eggshells. You know, that's not what I'm saying. But you can show some kindness if there's a particular area that someone is sensitive to. Yeah. Feel free to say, I I don't mean this in a judgy way. Right. So if it, if, you know, I don't want you to interpret this as a judgment at all, but I was thinking blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, you might not, you might not want to wear that to the (laughs) opera. Or white to the wedding or whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. So those are kind of considerations we want to make sure we pay attention to. Yeah. All right. So is there anything else? Well, I do want to talk about our Try This at Home this week. It's it's to think about where, when, and why you judge. Use yep. the worksheet. It's on our website um, to help you. And then understand that releasing judgment is a journey, and you're going to be walking that for a while. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So, And that's our discussion for today. We hope that you will share this with people that you love And as always, we are super grateful that you took the time to listen. We hope you'll join us next week. If you have any questions or comments, we hope that you'll reach out to us on our website, www.trythisathome.com, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast currently. Also, check out our Instagram and Facebook pages uh, where we are building a community. For now, this is Leslie and Leslin, hoping you will try this at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.